kind of cool, you know. Uh, it's it's uh, funny how many times lately, especially, that the obeying God thing has come up. And, you know, if you'll just pray and then listen, God will tell you. You know, the Bible says that we are, we are his sheep, and we, we hear his voice. Isn't it great? So if you ever have a doubt of, well, I don't know. Don't ever say, I don't know if I, I, I can't hear from God. It's hard. For, don't ever say that. Say what his word says. His word says we are his sheep. We hear his voice. He knows us. Aren't you glad Jesus knows us? And we follow him. So say that. We know his We hear his voice and we follow him. When Pastor Mar- I was talking to Pastor Marvin and Ms. Patty today, and uh, he, you know, I, I was looking at this message as kind of, uh, you know, the fears that can come on you of, of the bad stuff. You know, bad stuff can come on, you know, the fear that we might have if, if something bad was going to happen. But Pastor Marvin said something to me, and I had to immediately write it down on my notes for tonight. Um, I, don't wa- I, don't wa- I don't want us to be afraid, and God doesn't want us to be afraid of, of things that would be, you know, maybe be scary or, or bad for us, but he also doesn't want us to fear the things he has for us to do. You know, we could, we could I just said, you know, to, it's easy to hear God. Just act, pray and then listen, and he'll tell, you what he, he'll tell you what he wants you to do. And how many of you know sometimes that could be scary? God, you want me to do that? I'm telling you, if you guys knew me back when I first started singing, if if somebody would have, t- I didn't start singing until I was about eighteen. I didn't even, you know, I didn't know I could sing. And and if you would have told me at seventeen, you know, one day you're going to be leading me, you know, praise and worship, I would have said, huh, no way. There's no way that's happening. There's no way. But God had to just take me through some steps. You see, I had to take the, and he he'll do you the same way. God doesn't, he doesn't want us to leaps and bounds and fly. He he never says that in his word. Just taking steps, and we can all do that. Okay, so. Let me get this first verse here. 2 Timothy chapter 1, we're going to read verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, I, I was going to look at Exodus chapter 34, but let's just go ahead and skip that verse. Let's go ahead and, go, let's go ahead and get to uh, our first point. I'll just, just for the sake of time, it might be a little bit longer than what I wanted to do, if I can get my notes to work here. All right, so our first point tonight, we were not created with fear. And, of course, we, of course we just read the scripture. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, and, of course, it's talking about Adam and Eve, and it says, and God blessed them, talking about Adam and Eve, or man, men and women, and God blessed them, granting them certain authority, and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subjugate it putting it under your power, and rule over, dominate the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. So we see here, even from the very beginning, when God made man and woman, he did not mean for us to have any kind of fear. We have no record that animals feared us, or we feared them. We didn't fear each other. We we weren't even afraid of God. Adam and Eve, it said, they walked with God every day. We see no fear until Genesis chapter 3. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 through 10. 
uh, verse, start, starting with verse 6, and it says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband, Adam, of course, with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Isn't that funny what fear will do? You just you walk with God every day, and you think covering up yourself is going to fool God in some way. Isn't that, isn't that weird? How fe- That's what fear will do to you. It will make you do crazy, weird stuff. Verse 8, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. That's the first mention we get in the Bible about a fear, and it's after man sinned, but never before that. That's what sin will do. Sin will, sin will show you that you're guilty. It'll make you expect punishment, and, of course, that brings fear on us. All right, And God never meant for us to be that way. Never meant he didn't create us that way. Never gave us. We see that he he didn't never he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. You know, um, it made me remember. Uh, I think it was last Saturday when we had prayer Saturday morning. Me and Pastor Marvin was uh, down here talking, and uh, uh, Maria come up right in the middle of us talking. And you know what? She didn't care if we was talking. She just butted right in, started talking about, you know, just, hey, what I want to talk about. And, and when she did it, you know, I just, I had to laugh. But that's exactly the way we should be, especially with God. Just bold. Just bold to be able to go to him. And the reason why we can do that is because of what Jesus has done for us. You know, you know that when we go to God any other way, he doesn't accept it. You can't go to God. Oh, God. You, you can't go to him that way. He, 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 I, we have to go to him bold and with faith. He doesn't want us to come to him timid and shy and afraid. That won't get, us, that won't get God's attention. We have to come to him, so we've got to be like a little kid and just be bold. That's, that's, that's cool, isn't it? So let's look at our, our second point tonight. We have a right to refuse fear. Hebrews chapter 2, we're going to look at verse 14 and 15. This is in the Amplified Bible, I believe. Uh, Therefore, since these, his children, share in flesh and blood the physical nature of mankind, he himself is in, in a similar manner also shared in the same physical nature but without sin, so that through experiencing death he might Um, he might make powerless, ineffective, impotent, him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and that he might free all those who through the haunting fear of death were held in slavery throughout their lives. Aren't you grateful for that? Not only were we not created with fear, but then Jesus broke the power of death and fear that the devil had over us. No more for us to fear that. Um, I I was reading some stuff in a... One guy said, fear is reality without God. Isn't that great? Um, I, I read a little thing one time that said, um, 
Miracles are not against nature. They're only against what we know about nature. But you, you think about what, this is, what fear is reality without God. You know, if we go through life and we face, uh, we face something that could be fearful, we just stop and think a minute that God is with us. You know, I, I was sitting there a minute ago thinking, you know, I was thinking about that, that if we go, if we go into something that, that we're needing to do and we're maybe a little bit hesitant, a little bit, you know, fearful, we feel f- fearful, but we, if we just would realize that God is with us. You know, if we was, was going to go into a fight, you know, with this big old guy, you know, let's, say we're, let's just say we're going into a fight with this big old guy, and, and we're just thinking, oh, man, you know, this is going to be tough, you know. But then God walks up and says, if you'll take the first swing, I'll take the rest of them. How fearful would we be then? Oh, you mean all I got to do is just go like that, and then you'll, you'll take care of the Okay. And, and really, that's all God's wanting us to do. He's just saying, just take, just take a step to, towards what I'm calling you to do. Just take a step, and I'm there with you. Aren't, aren't we just so grateful for that? It's just awesome. It's just awesome. All right. So we'll look, let's go to our third point this evening. So how do we refuse? If, if we have a right to refuse it, then how do we refuse it? Uh, let's look at uh, Luke chapter 22 and the little sub-point I think I got for how do we refuse fear. We'll, we'll look at three or four, look at, uh, three or four little sub-points. The first one is, t- well, tell God. Luke chapter 22, verse uh, 42, and this is Jesus talking to, he's talking to God in the garden uh, just before he was, be, uh, was going to get arrested. And Jesus said, and he said, saying, Father, Jesus was praying, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. From me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So if we, if we have fear, then we should go to God and tell him, God, this is fearful. Now, Jesus here was telling God, hey, God, uh, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want what's fixing to happen. He knew what was fixing to happen. He knew he was fixing to get arrested. He knew he was fixing to get beat. He knew he was fixing to get crucified. And he didn't want it. Now, he had to do it. He had to take it so that we don't have to take it. So when we go to God, our prayer is not going to be, God, would you take this cup away from me? But not my will, yours be done. And then God says, oh, yeah, you're going through it. No. Jesus took it for us. So when we go to God and we say, God, this is, this is fearful, I'm, I'm, a, I'm fearful, I don't want this in my life, and we say, God, you take it, he says, I will take it. Because Jesus took it, all right? So tell him. Now, don't go to God saying how big the fear is and complaining about it. Again, that's not going to get God's attention and it's not going to get his help. You go to God saying, I don't want this fear, you take it. And he will take it, all right? He will take it. Let me look at my second point here. I don't know why my phone gets stuck sometimes. Y'all ever have that? <laughs> yes, resist it. <laughs> you submit. Second sub-point, what we, how do we refuse fear? First, tell God. Secondly, submit to God. James chapter 4, verse 7, and this is in the Passion Translation. It says, so then surrender to God. Stand up to the devil and resist him, and he will flee in agony. Isn't that great? 
It's pretty good. So when we submit to God, some, some of us might think, well, what is that? What does submit say? Well, I got, I got wrote in here, think, say, and act the way God would want you to think, say, and act. Again, when you go to God and you tell him, hey, God, I'm fearful of this. I don't want it. I'm going to give it to you. I'm submitting to you. Well, then start talking the way he would want you to talk. I mean, you know, you can't go to God saying stuff like, you know, you know, just I'm scared. I'm scared of this God. This is just way too big for me. I just, I just don't know. He's not going to. He can't, how can he respond to that? He's only going to respond to it the way you respond to it, right? God's going to say, okay, well, if you're scared of it, you know, I can help you, but hey, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to get to a point to where you're you're not saying that you're scared and acting scared, and you know, there's got to be a time when you start changing the way you think, say, act. Um, when I was uh, when I was writing this down, I, I was thinking about how that you hear people say a lot. Uh, what was the what was the two things? Uh, one was you hear people say that scared me to death a lot. You hear that a lot. That scared me to death. Don't say that. Do you really want to die? No. Right? Is anybody here wants to die? Well, then don't say that scared me to death. Uh, some people say, uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I love you to death is one, but the one I was thinking about was, uh, I died laughing. <laughs> really? I mean, we laugh. We laugh, and it, and it is kind of funny, but, but what do you think God thinks about that? Would Jesus say that? Probably wouldn't say that. Jesus don't know death. He only knows life, and we should only know life. We should get to where we just say, hey, that scared me to life. <laughs> or I've, I got so much life in me, that didn't scare me. I mean, we can, it, it takes the same amount of breath, the same amount of thought. So let's start lining up with what God, what he thinks, what he says. That's how we submit to him. Submit to God and then uh, do what he says. So, the, and the third point I got. Get God to come close. And I know that this, when I read the scripture, you all say, well, why do you put? But James chapter 4, verse 8, it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Again, it goes back to a while ago when I was talking about, if you know that God's with you, how scared can you be? If you know God's with you. So, so let's draw near to God. If you're feeling fearful about something, draw near to him. You say, well, how do I do that? Psalms, Psalms 100 and I'm going to read the entire chapter. It's just five verses. But Psalms 100, and it's in the Amplified Bible. It says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with joyful singing. I love that. Know and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. And we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with a song of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness endures to all generations. Now, the last, I don't know, maybe, I guess maybe the last year, I've really tried to focus on this. And, and every time that I think that I'm going to go to God with something, you know, like you'll just be going throughout your day. You, you guys tell me if this has ever happened to you before. 
you're going throughout your day and you remember something that you need to pray about, and it's pretty much kind of like a request, and so you start to ask God, and then you and then you catch it. And, I, and I've and I've I've I, like I say for about the last year, I've had to catch myself, and I go, oh wait a minute. Uh, I'd say then I'd say, God, I just want to say thank you. I praise you. So I begin to praise Him and thank Him first before before I made my request to Him. And I've tried to do that a whole lot. And man, it's it's funny. It's funny that. When, when I began to thank him and I began to praise him, a lot of times, um, because when I began to praise him and thank him, it's almost like, um, I don't know about you, but when I do it, it almost gets uh, like I just want to keep praising him and thanking him. Like, like I'll say, Lord, I, I want to say thank you for this, and then I'll remind me of something else, and then I'll say, well, Lord, I want to thank you for that, and I'm great, and Lord, I just want to say thank you. And then I'll go, what was I going to pray about? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you kind, you know, so you kind of think, well, did I praise him so much? I just forgot about my problems. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> That's good. That's what God wanted anyway. <laughs> Never mind, God. It wasn't that big of a problem anyway. <laughs> but before we go to God with our with our requests, our fears, let's thank Him and praise Him and get close to Him. And the Bible says that when we do that that he'll draw close to us. Isn't that great? Yeah. Isn't it great that God, the creator of everything, will get close to us? He wants to come get close to us. I just think that's awesome. Um, you, guys remember, <clears throat> you guys remember when uh, Jesus was going into Jerusalem and all the little kids started screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, you know, which that's a, that's a title set aside for the Messiah. And so all the religious people said, Jesus, do you hear what these you hear what these people are saying? They're crying, they're crying Messiah to you. And he goes, yeah, hadn't you ever read? And it's in Psalms 8 too. He said, haven't you ever read where it says out of the mouth of babes will come strength? That's what, that's what Psalm says. But Jesus, when, it, when, it, when he said it, I forget, I didn't, Matthew 21, where is it at? In Matthew, it, Jesus said he ordained praise. So when we praise God, it's strength. You know, Psalms, Psalms translated it, he, he ordained strength. Jesus, when, when he translated it in Matthew, it said praise. So when we praise God, it's a strength to us. And uh, Psalm, uh, Psalm 8, 2, that it says that it will, it will run off the enemy. That praise will run the enemy off. That's pretty awesome. Isn't it? So the, the last point I got for you, this point four. Uh, how do we refuse fear? Take authority in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 says, I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden, um, yeah, it will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Again, just our words and what we say and what we allow and what we don't allow. We have that authority in Jesus' name. You come up against something, and you, hey, God, I don't like this, and I'm not going to put up with this fear. Well, you speak to it. Now, there can be fear. There can be fear over a lot of different things. You know, fear could be, fear could be a spirit of fear. The Bible says there is a spirit of fear. It could be that, or it could just be a bad decision on your part. I mean, it could just be, or it could be a past hurt in your life. You know, if you've ever, uh, if you've ever got attacked by an animal. Then you might have a little bit of well, I don't well, 
you might not be too, when you see one of those animals, you might be kind of like, oh, I'm going to stay away from that. But you don't need to be, a, don't be a, you don't need to be afraid of it. It's okay that we respect, you know. You know, how many of, how many of you know that cars can be dangerous? So do we just not do anything? We don't have anything to do with cars just because they can be dangerous? Well, that'd be kind of silly, wouldn't it? Electricity can kill you. But, we, and we have a respect for it, but we don't go stick forks over there in the outlet, right? Because we respect it, but we don't have to be afraid of it. All right? So let's not let anything that may be fearful to overcome us. And again, I want to remind you guys, um, not just the fears that, of things that could be bad for us or hurt us, but the things that God has for us. You know, um, it, looks, it, looks a lot, it looks a lot like, especially when you read your Bible, that this may be the, the end of times. This may be the end of days. This might be the latter days the Bible talks about, Jesus returning soon. So you would expect that there's going to be some, some pretty crazy stuff going on in the world, but you also expect there's going to be some pretty awesome things that God's going to do. But he's not going to do it unless we do it. Um, and I'm forgetting, the, I'm forgetting the scripture verse where it's at. But God said that if my people, if my people will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, purpose to seek my face. He said, I'll heal your land. We know the United States needs healing. Our land needs healing. And aren't you glad that God didn't leave it up to the devil or sinners to get it right? It's not what he said. He said, if my people, if my people will pray and seek my face. So let's, let us do that. Let us do, you know, Obeying God and following God is not difficult. It's very simple. Again, read your Bible, pray, and listen. And then when you know what to do, let's do it. And God will, is going to do some amazingly great things to us. Uh, today, when Pastor Rusty came up, and uh, I'm going to ask you to come on up here too, sir. And uh, he came up, and <laughs> the very thing that Bobby is talking about he had no clue what he was going to be talking about. And uh, Rusty's talking about fear and uh, dealing with fear. And, and it's easier said than done until you're in the midst of something that could be tragic, something that could be harmful. And so, but you shared some thoughts with me. I know I'm putting you up on the spot, but I do, I'm good at that. And so uh, share, share. Share what you were kind of kind of share what you were sharing with me. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, in the past uh, couple of three weeks, I've been through the fire, <laughs> and it's what I call where the rubber meets the road in Christianity. And the pastor was bringing the fact that a lot of times we sit we stand up here and we talk about a lot of things in the Bible, but when you're in the midst of it, when all the fiery missiles of hell, it looks like all of hell is coming against you. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where when you, when you talk about fear and having to take the, the authority that's in Jesus' name, and you have to really step up, really step up. And, and what you know and what you understand in the new covenant is everything. Pastor was sending me scriptures along the way. <laughs> it was like each time that scripture came in, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. And, uh, you know, uh, 
literally, when, and, and I had no idea what I was going to be talking about tonight, but I had to deal with fear the whole time. And not only fear, it has a cousin called terror. And the Lord showed me in the midst of all of this, he said, he said you, you've got to be careful that you don't live in terror. And I didn't think I was living in terror. But let me tell you what happens when all these missiles come over a period of time. Your thought process will be, well, when's the next one going to come? That's terror. Is it going to be worse than this one? That's terror. It's a projection of fear. And in a lot of ways, you can find yourself living in terror. And it can dominate your life. Fear and terror shall surely gather together, God said, but not by me. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises in judgment against you, you must condemn it. This is your inheritance as my servant, and your righteousness is of me. And those scriptures, and this was one that, that you sent to me, that came back to me. And that's when the Lord started showing me, you're, you're starting to let terror dominate your life. You're starting to let it just, just saturate your life. And man, when he said that, I, I had to just, oh, God, I didn't know that. But now I do. And I'm saying it to you. Don't, don't find yourself, don't find yourself projecting ahead. Don't find yourself allowing those thoughts to come and say, you know what? This is the way it's always going to be. This is going to repeat itself. This has happened in the past. It's going to happen again. You're letting terror dominate your life. I hope you understand that. And praise God, don't do it. Just stand up. As Bobby said, stand up in the authority of Jesus. You have not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. God inside of you. You think he's afraid of anything? No. Praise God.